Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, this is Jeff D. Hi, my name is Gary Savard. Check it out, Bubba Brinkman. I am the Supreme Irreverend Dr. Randy Tyson. Hi, this is Jody Emery. Hi, I'm R.N. Rod. Hi. I'm James Rand. Hi, this is Phil Ferguson. Hi, I'm Michael Shermer. Hi, I'm Eli Bosnick. Hi, this is David Silverman from American Atheists, and I took a left at the Valley. And that was the best turn I ever made. (laughs) (laughs) I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist. Ah, coming at you from somewhere in Abbotsford, BC, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and I am flying solo today, because this is a bonus episode. Uh, guys, uh, you might not know this, but last night we were actually featured on the Brainstorm podcast. We were invited by Corey Johnson that we had on the show previously before. And um, we had a blast with these guys. I mean, they had they had like five, six of them in the studio, and there was four of us in here in this studio, and it was just a mayhem, an hour of mayhem. And I had the great idea of maybe pushing record during the whole thing. I'm sorry for the background noise. There's a whole bunch of things going on here at the same time. Apologies about that. But I thought I would actually share this with you guys. Uh, behind the scenes look of what goes on during a podcast before and after and uh, with the great people at uh, Brainstorm. We had a, absolutely a lot of fun with them. So here it is, a Brainstorm podcast recording of uh, Left of the Valley. So maybe I'll call the show Left of the Valley versus Brainstorm. So if you want to have an hour of just mayhem and raunchy jokes and everything like that, stay tuned and enjoy the show. Thanks, guys. Nice. <laughs> Should we just talk like that? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, my God. I'm um, not capable so, of so doing is this- that. Oh! I see what's going on. Okay, one sec, everybody. Sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulty there. It's <laughs> okay. We're just practicing blowjobs on microphones. <laughs> I want to make sure this is working. Yeah, for some reason, uh, I can't get this clip to play. We're going to separate it into two groups uh, and we'll practice. One sec here. <laughs> Should we do like an acapella version of there, uh, Mike blowjobs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one wouldn't play for some reason. That's fucked up. Anyway, okay, uh, now we're good. I don't so want to talk about blowjobs anymore. I'm feeling so uncomfortable. Go. Too late now. <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> yeah, the intro music wouldn't play for whatever reason. Uh, description. We could just like, like, um. Uh, left like, of the Valley. Podcast. Make it sing it. Yeah. Religions are all bullshit or something, right? That's how it goes. No, it's all different now. Yeah, the black the travels around the now. world before. Uh, and this new one isn't there yet, but put up, puts on its pajamas. No, nope, that doesn't Follow sound right. Like that's the PG version. Yes. Hey, can you guys can you guys yes. hear this if I play something like this? I'm sorry. I hear that a little bit. Okay. What are you doing? I was just wondering. Are you are you petting your microphone? <laughs> In very sensuous ways.
I see. <laughs> well, I don't, you're not sharing your video. Storm. You're all a bunch of nudists, aren't you? Definitely. Yeah. I see. That's why you don't have video on. That's exactly. why it's called Left of the Valley. It hangs left. Pants, shirts. Okay, this time for real. Here we go. We all, right. It. all right, see you in a bit. Dealing with a falsehood, you're faced with two options. You can accept it or you can reject it. The basis upon which we take one of these actions is a product of our critical thinking capabilities and a desire to know what is true instead of confirming our thoughts. A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. On Brainstorm, we choose the hard truths over the comforting lies. Reason, compassion, skepticism. This is the Brainstorm Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Brainstorm Podcast Skeptic Studio, the interview portion of the Brainstorm Podcast. I'm Corey, and my panel tonight are Lisa. It's me. Angela. Hello. Brandon. Howdy. Renee. Hello. And of course, the always amazing Dave doing sound. Hey. We're here in Roman Empire Studios in Regina, Saskatchewan, and today is April 13th, 2018. Tonight, we're talking to four members of the Left at the Valley podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> on evil Friday the 13th. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. World War Three started on Friday the 13th. Oh, jeez. Yes. No. Holy crap. <laughs> on purpose. Hi, guys. Well, thank you, you so much for having us. Introduce yourselves. Well, I guess, uh, hey, we can say about ourselves. We're just some schmoes, you know, <laughs> out in beautiful British Columbia, and uh, we're part of the Lifted Valley uh, podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm Nancy. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Christina. Yeah, usually we have Scott with us, but he's actually traveling your way right now, actually. So, so a little Scott that way. He went to get some Very sweet cool. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought uh, uh, having you guys on would we'd uh, start off by hearing your deconversion stories or how you uh, came to label yourselves as atheists? I guess what atheist show? What kind of show is this? <laughs> We're all yeah. Catholics I'm sorry, here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, maybe, maybe I'll start. Uh, I'll give you the, I'll give you the short <laughs> version. Uh, I'm originally from Quebec, so uh, I was raised Catholic. Uh, now, uh, Catholicism, like uh, most people uh, would know, is uh, one of those things that you don't really wear on your sleeve, like you see a lot of evangelicals do out here. So you don't really think much about it. It's a bit like masturbation; everybody does it, but nobody talks about it. <laughs> Uh, then uh, my my uh, deconversion was a very slow process. Actually, it took me a while because I'm a bit of a dumbass. Uh, it's only after uh, in my teen years I ended up in the uh, in mass. You know, you have to put on that holy that horrible sweater you hate that your mom made you put on, and you went to mass. And I'm just watching these people and they're praying and chanting and kneeling and standing and hawing and humming. And I'm thinking, geez, none of these people actually believe this crap. That was my first step towards the conversion right there. I started realizing, yeah, you know what? I don't think I believe this stuff either. In a nutshell. <laughs> Fair enough. I uh, I also 
took a very long time to at least label myself an atheist. I'm, I, I guess I'm a dumbass too. <laughs> hey, I thought the show was about us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm relating Just to kidding. the guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took me a while. I mean, it's it's only it's only uh, in a fairly recent number of years that I've actually taken my apostasy to the next level to be actually quite vocal about it. And now I guess I'm one of those. Uh, I don't know. Can you see evangelical atheists now? Probably not. But you know, those, those, those <laughs> put in your face. Yeah, just put in your face for sure. <clears throat> Nancy, you want to talk about you? Yeah, well, Nancy's a little Jewish girl from Chicago a long time ago, but uh, my family was very secular after the grandparents died, so I've always been an atheist. I've never had a conversion or deconversion or brilliant moment brought to you by religion. Nothing. It's just been, <laughs> you know, it's just been me and the world, so that makes it short and sweet, I guess. And we have this running gag on the show, you might not know it, that uh, Nancy is the uh, wandering Jew of legend. <laughs> She's been everywhere and has done everything. She was there when JFK was shot. She was there when Abraham Lincoln was shot. She was there for the building of the pyramids. She's in the background of all those black and white pictures. Absolutely. She is the puppet master that pulls the strings on everything that's been happening. That's right. I I put together the original Jewish calendar. (laughs) 5,000 and some years ago, there I was with my crayon trying to get all the little Hebrew letters in a row. All, All joking aside, though, there's something about Nancy that is just fantastic because as soon as we read we used to have this segment called this day in history and Nancy would read something that happened on this day in history you know moments of the that have gone through history and she would almost have a story a personal story about some of these <laughs> events it's like she's been to every single one of these things so the the the, 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 the guy just kept on go, going and growing so now right now she's oh yeah it's like this this happened just the day after I was in town exactly. <laughs> right, she, she, she started with JFK she was she was waiting at JFK most before you were shot and she just happened to be on some grassy knoll somewhere yeah. <laughs> and she was holding a banjo where well, she says it's a banjo anyway don't, don't. it's all just a screen I know don't, I tell everybody don't ever be the oldest person in the room because you're immediately a, a target <laughs> so I'm, the, I'm the show target but it's okay it's okay I love these guys and it's fun every week good that's awesome alright I guess it's my turn um I don't quite have a same, the same story as everyone else. Uh, my family was never religious. I got dealt a different set of cards. Instead of being born into religion, I was born with one hand. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we were and just I- talking about... <laughs> <laughs> what, what you might not know what you might not know is that with that one hand she's got a mean punch yes. because normally when somebody punches you your wrist kind of gives way but for her it's yeah. just bare bone right she just bam knocks you it right really out. Is. you don't want to get in the way of that punch would you believe we were just talking about the mean number of hands amongst people yeah I was trying to explain that the mean number of hands of the human population is less than what most people have right like yeah. the mean number of hands must be like less than one Right or, or less than two. one, less than two. Sorry, less than two. <laughs> but like, even though the mode is two, the mean is less than less than less two. Two and, and not. Yeah, we were two. trying to You sure there's not a couple of examples out there of people with three, four? That'd be kind of cool, you know, just to raise the raise the. Well, the question is, do conjoined twins? 
do conjoined twins count as one person? That's a good question, Ooh, indeed. Very good question. Um, <laughs> what about those internal cysts with body parts in them? Exactly. Well, we, we don't go. know people. And he was asking, like, what happens if, like, a person has, like, just a finger or like, no no fingers but only a palm? And it was very con- – anyways. So this is what you guys talk yeah. about on a regular basis, I see. <laughs> Yeah. You're brainstorming on conjoined twins and hands. Continue. <laughs> Fantastic. That well, is a personal fascination so- with mics. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm the only one left to uh, spill my story. So I grew up in a very, very Christian home. Um, I would I would say we were fundamentalists. Um, it was like nine or not nine a.m. six a.m. Bible studies. Um, like oh. Young Earth creation. Oh god, I'm like be sick. I was basically brainwashed with Kent Hovind videos growing up. Oh. <laughs> wow! And like Alex Jones was always on at our home. <laughs> and let me also mention, yeah, totally. I also have ten siblings. <laughs> wow. Oh, one of those quiver falls. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, but I think until like five years before I was born, my parents were part of like a quiverful cult. So yeah, <laughs> it was interesting. It was a very, very interesting uh, growing up experience. Though, when I was about a se- uh, seven years old, my family got a little less religious, so we were allowed to wear like pants and <laughs> pierce our ears. Oh, that's and so awesome. So. <laughs> Angela shows showed up in a traditional Ukrainian garb. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> You're right. Pants are awesome. I'm glad we can settle this tonight. Uh, it's Mennonite. Get it right. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, pardon my cultural insensitivity. Sensitive. Yeah. And and then um uh I was I continued being very devoutly religious until I was about eighteen. Like there wasn't even a question in my mind that like God doesn't exist. Um, so when, so I have a twin sister and she, when we were about 14 deconverted, um, and she's now a Wiccan. So we would have like these long discussions and I would be telling her how awesome God is and how she just has to get to know him. (laughs) And through, through these conversations, um, we probably had them for maybe about six months. And then there was one conversation where she said, I was, I sounded like a battered wife and It it flipped a switch in my brain because I was like, oh, wait, wow, I I do sound like that. And within, so it happened, she said that on a Friday, and by the Monday, I was an atheist. You know, I could totally totally see Jesus with a little white tank top with a spit stain on it. (laughs) (laughs) I could totally see that. Yeah. Beer in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm just trying to get past the idea of if you're raised in that fundamentalist of a family and someone goes wicked i mean yeah i know right well she didn't tell anyone i'm i'm, I'm kind of envisioning uh like uh, monty python right now <laughs> oh yeah and mom it, dad i can't be catholic anymore yeah, oh, no, right? no, I'm, I'm thinking more like burn the witch we burn well, other we, 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 were, we were um uh, my parents were they were they were more mennonite than catholic Oh. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Hence the young earth creation. Were you ever threatened to be turned <laughs> into go. a newt? No. no. Thankfully newt. not. <laughs> though though my sister did accuse me of being a witch because I liked Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How fitting. Well, there's, there's another box on the bingo sheet. Yep, totally. Uh, that's, a, that's the thing about Christina as well. She's a huge fan of Harry Potter, just, and she literally little. infects every show we do <laughs> with a Harry Potter saying or two in there for sure, for good measure. No matter how many that's times awesome. I try to shut off our microphone, I just can't yep. get there in time. I, I yell it. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. And, and so after I deconverted, um, I was still living with a Christian relative at the time. So it took about six months for me to openly show that I was atheist. And like listening to podcasts was a like huge help for me because it showed me that they weren't evil, like and I wasn't evil and that there was a community to go into because I was leaving like a church that was really like close knit. So it. And now you're on one of them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's How actually, long was it? How long ago was this? Oh, um, let's see. Probably about three years. Three years? Maybe okay. four? I can't really remember right now. <laughs> it all kind of blends together. Yeah, but it hasn't been that long in the grand scheme of things. We're just right. glad. She, we're just glad she deconverted so she could be part of our group. Our group yes. Here. Yeah, we, yeah. I'm certainly glad she deconverted. We just yeah. needed need a bit of wackiness in our group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we need the 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 one who has a sibling who's a Wiccan. That's, exactly. that's the boy bird. That's, I feel right there. Yeah. <laughs> Check that box. That's what our stories are Got, for. Got that one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. For your. For your diversity checklist? Exactly. (laughs) Well, for our diversity checklist, Kirsten and I are actually uh, engaged. Yes, we are. (laughs) So that was another thing. To each other? Yes, to each other. Congratulations. Thank you. you. So that was another thing that deconverting from religion changed so much for me. Because until then, I was was like, oh, I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm straight. And then I was like, oh, religion, God isn't a thing. And then I actually started, like, assessing myself and things that I felt and thought and I was like, oh, I like girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I guess Alex Jones is right. Atheism exactly. makes you gay. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't want to that, acknowledge that's the fluoride this, so we it didn't happen. <laughs> well, it does make you gay. I'm it joking. Does make, it okay. does make you gay. She's a positively happy person now. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> My hairdresser is like the gayest man ever, and he's religious. And I'm just like, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> He obviously doesn't read his Bible. <laughs> yeah. He... I don't know. He's just raised, yeah, in a very religious household, yeah. and he—I think he goes to a Unitarian church, and they oh, okay. his son. That, and, that makes and, sense. Yeah. He feels it, and it is what it is. There's actually a United Church here in town that has like a, a gay pastor. Mm. Oh wow! So then the congregation is mostly like it's an LGBT church, mm. basically. So interesting. That's cool. Yeah, mm. I mean it's. They it's better than the other kind. They don't even follow the Bible. <laughs> they're just like they're just they're just let's just do whatever. They, they but it does, yeah. it does speak highly to the need that we seem to have to believe in something, to have the, to, some answer. I think that's one of the flaws of our species. We don't uh, we we prefer a bad answer to a non-answer, and I think that's one of the big reasons why people stick to religion so much. It gives you an answer. It's not a good answer, but it gives you an answer nonetheless. Yeah, that in the sense of community, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it- and also the sense of like how you grew up, right? You grew up thinking this is normal, this is how you know. Like, it gives you that sense of child. Same reason that I got you, whatever. Like I love McDonald's because like the freaking commercials are on TV and they <laughs> yeah. indoctrinated me as a kid to love it. And like there's still something in me once in a while. I'm just like I want a McDonald's. Like it's just stuff. It's childhood, right? They it's, also bribed you, yeah, <laughs> with toys, yeah. with happy meals. And the other thing about religion is, is the shared experiences too, and and like the singing and the. The sermons you're all facing mm-hmm. the dude while he's talking about shit, and then and then the, the rituals of communion, eating Jesus and exactly. drinking Jesus, and <laughs> not and all baptism. religions have that, but not yeah. all, but but a, like a lot of them do. I just 
similar things that you do mm-hmm. on a regular basis or like, mm. you know, how to level up in the religion. Well, this is like our church, right? This is like our atheism church yeah. every other Friday. Yeah, we, we, like, we, we sorry, bring we, the snacks this and is our... eat the gummies and then we talk <laughs> about stuff. You know, during, during my deconversion, I, I started getting suspicious because the priest would say, you know, give you the, the wafer and that was the body of Christ. Then he'd give you the wine and that was the blood of Christ. And then he pulled out a jar of mayonnaise. And I said, no, 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 I said, we're done, we're done, we're done. I'm not interested. You know what, you know what, two out of three is good. At least it wasn't hollandaise sauce. Not sure at this point, I just ran out of the church. Louis C.K. does this bit where he calls like the icing on a Cinnabon like like the like the best tasting jizz in the world or something. Oh my gosh. Has he tasted his own jizz? I don't know. Probably. You have to ask. By the way, maybe you could ask him, but then he might sexually harass you. So. Maybe you jack maybe this off is... and be like, "Here, you try some." Maybe this that's is what you like, would do. Yeah. Maybe this is a good time for the audience to know that the comments of Left and Value are not necessarily those of Brainstorm Podcasts and <laughs> subsidiaries and affiliates. We have that at the end. <laughs> Might not be such a we bad idea. We definitely have a disclaimer. Okay, good, 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 oh, good. Our comments are not even our own. <laughs> did, did they not know this about us? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, it's rather impressive. Corey actually writes all our banter. Really? It's <laughs> yes. actually amazing that way. <laughs> Seems like chaos, but it's actually very closely scripted. I'm, re- I'm really impressed with how he channels Angela. <laughs> He knows me so well. He just <laughs> he understands me. So what I'd like to know about you guys is how you met each other and how you like came to do the podcast Left oh, in the Valley. All right. Well, actually, we Valley. Sorry, we we were just all sort of wandering around in the junkyard and we saw this equipment that looked like <laughs> you know, like kind of a microphone and Is Kevin like kind of wandered and said hey you know exactly. we could, yes. what, Kevin yet. said if we could find a console we could put on a show <laughs> and we thought oh come on Kevin it's Mad, Mad yeah. Max the podcast exactly yeah. no, no, Nancy was drunk that night it was karaoke night actually and <laughs> she just happened to grab a microphone and say who here hates God <laughs> no no the real story it's not the song Nancy <laughs> the real the real story happened is um I, I used to I used to uh, do uh, documentaries I used to show for the public for free. Uh, I was a little group called Cinema Politica. I used to show these documentaries and try to get this people d- to discuss, and I would bring a guest on the, the topic that was relevant. And um, during these movies, it seemed that the bad guy was always uh, corporate America. And then <coughs> I, then I started thinking, why why is it always corporate America? And then I. I uh, my deconversion brought me to that line in the Bible that says, you know, that man will have dominion over the earth. And I realized that that was one of the reasons that we have so many problems today with our, uh, with, with our monetary system and our capitalist system. So I decided to be a bit more vocal about atheism and try to fight religion in that sense. Of course, people mocked me right away. So I started listening to a whole bunch of podcasts. And to be quite honest, some of them were really, really good. And some of them really sucked. And I thought... <laughs> Jeez, you know, I wonder if I could do something better than this. Turns out, no. <laughs> but at least I give it a shot. And at, we have fun doing it. Yeah. Exactly. At first, at first, our shows were extremely rough. I mean, we've been doing this for four years now. Our show, if you listen, if don't do yourself a favor, do not listen to our first shows. Uh, they're extremely rough. Uh, Nancy was always supportive from the get-go, and eventually she just became part of the crew, and she's been with us ever since. The crew has, uh, over time, has 
change uh, some people have come some people have gone and it's always open format where i think we this interesting about our show is a bit like what you guys are doing now you're all in the same room and there's this chemistry that develops you see a lot of these podcasts out there they'll have a guy in ottawa and a guy in montreal and a guy and they're all communicating over the internet which is great but you don't have the same sense of chemistry that you guys are establishing right now with your podcast and we're doing the same you can't smell each other. It's no good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got to get close enough so you can smell each other. Also not a benefit of Angela. <laughs> Best smelling. I feel host. like I'm being singled out here. <laughs> no, I, we, I, don't, we don't smell you really. You know, from, from listening to you guys and, and knowing us, I think, <laughs> I think we share the fact that we're, we're all very different, and yet we come together with pretty much the same spirit, and we, we really are open to whatever goes on mm-hmm. during the show. If, it, if the whole thing is a tangent during our <laughs> free period before the, the interview, that's okay. No. We, we get through it, and we have a good time, and we all bring something different uh, into the show. Sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a weird thing, but it, it all works for us. And it's, it's, just, it's just a happy thing to come together. And if we have an audience, that's wonderful. Uh, that's what we... An audience? That, what that? Yeah, we hope we're entertaining. But we, we always, we're yelling into the void. Yeah, we, we, always, we always manage to entertain ourselves and everyone <laughs> else at the same time. So it's a, it's a fun group, and, and we really sound pretty much the way... The way you guys have come together mm-hmm. but yeah. then f- f- from then on of course the show started to develop organically uh, at first we weren't exactly sure where we we're going we had a whole bunch of different segments we always st- stood with segments you know we have a, a bit like a, a radio format we have a segment we used to do a segment called this day in history and then we used to have, we still have a segment called another brilliant moment brought to you by religion and a segment of the news the local stuff and then and then uh sh- surely our show developed more into an interview style show so usually that's what we have we usually have a guest on that we do an interview for the second half of the show. The first half is pretty much what we're doing right now. We know we're doing chatting, doing a whole bunch of stuff, and our segments. Uh, there were some some people that came here and wanted to do the show to be a debate show. We realized we were not necessarily good at debating or not. We just realized we're just normal people. You know, uh, some of these people out there would like to have a show that's very very intellectual. Well, we're not necessarily super intellectual, especially myself. You know, so we're just normal <laughs> schmoes. You know, doing a show and talking to like having a coffee with people and the way you would normally engage people. And I think that's part of the charm of our show. It is, and I think one of the things that that makes our show is we really do our best. What Kevin does. I can't take any credit for it at all. Kevin oh, really you gets, me about Yeah, Kevin really gets <laughs> dynamite guests and that, that that we learn something and that's when our audience really sits up and pays attention because we get some fabulous guests in all kinds of disciplines. Except you know, for this Corey Johnson fellow. I really didn't like that. <laughs> he was a bore and he just kept talking about It was kind of a crack in the road there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it wasn't a scripted show. He, he wasn't your the, favorite he didn't know guests. what to do. Yeah. Sorry? But who have been some of your favorite guests? Oh, my God. Huh? Um, That's not even a question. Eli Bosnick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Eli nice, Bosnick, nice. Thomas Cecil. We're, we're, well, we're David, the... David Fitzgerald. David Fitzgerald is always Bogosian. a great guest. Uh, Peter Bogosian. Aaron yeah. Arn Raw is always a favorite of ours Aaron, as well. Aaron, yeah, Arn is wonderful. Uh, Jerry Coyne. Yes, I, I had a, I had the immense pleasure of interviewing in person James Randi. Yeah. And that was that was a bit of a milestone. Uh, it was fantastic nice. to meet the man. Oh, he was so he was so great. I mean, the the guy is what he's in his nineties, eighties, nineties now, yeah. and his yeah. his brain is still incredibly sharp. His hands are still super smooth, and he's joking. He's doing <laughs> car tricks in front of me as I'm interviewing him. It's like you got to be kidding me. I just hope I'm half as sharp when I'm in my eighties. Yeah. 
Daryl Ray. Yeah, we for sure. Daryl Ray, yes, Del, yeah. Dr. Del Ray. And uh, we did a, we just we did. did a couple of good interviews with uh, Dr. Veronica Drance yes. about the whole LGBT yeah. transgender issue, uh, which actually brought us a new member of the crew. He's not here tonight, but his name is Brad, so he's going to be joining the crew too, but he's been in the middle of the this whole fight. I was kind of hoping he'd be up here tonight for that. So yeah, we've our guests have been very various. We like to encourage authors. We bring them on. We talk about the book. We had Michael Sherman not too long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Matt Dillon, South and Andrews, of course. You know, the, the whole the whole cabal. So we've we've had a for a tiny little show out of British Columbia. Uh, we've had some pretty stellar guests. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid to say that. That's awesome. And, and we had a no, Sasquatch hunter. Yeah, we had a Sasquatch hunter. <laughs> Thomas the Sasquatch hunter. He was actually very reasonable. Yeah. He, he was and did he at least find the studio? <laughs> well, he had to come out of the woods. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he was actually, uh, we thought for sure that he would be a bit of a crank and all that. But no, he was actually super reasonable to the point of saying, you know what? He thought that uh, Sasquatch was just a uh, uh, giganticus. Uh, a species of Giganticus that was maybe still around and if and I said to him if we manage to prove that there is no such thing would you accept that he says yeah I would be forced to accept that because that's where the evidence would lead me and I thought wow <laughs> you know this, this was not at all what I expected to see from this guy so we had some yeah we had some very very interesting guests yeah we have and they all live to tell the tale. <laughs> <laughs> Where in BC are you guys? We are located in a little town called Abbotsford. Now, if you know Vancouver, we're about 45 minutes down the highway, Highway 1, heading east. Abbotsford has uh, what you might not know happens to be the church uh, capital of Canada. There are more churches per capita right here in Abbotsford than anywhere else in the country. It's where the Bible Belt buckles it up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the town is run by the Mennonites. Nothing gets done here unless you, you know you're in kudos with the Mennonites. And uh, oh, good. Yeah, it's very conservative. So that's one of the reasons why we so, call the show Left of the Valley. It's not just because I have a tendency to hang left. <laughs> it's also because, you know, you're a bit left in the valley by yourself when you're an atheist. So that was one of the reasons for the name of the show. So do you have to do this, like, underground? Is this in, like, an RV or something that's driving around the town? Yeah, we got to keep moving. Pilot radio. <laughs> tell, tell Bruce to turn left. Uh, we got to keep moving because if they, if they trail us eventually, you know... Qu- quick, it's the Pope Mobile. <laughs> the Mennonites might feed you, though. <laughs> I know, right? That's all the Mennonites would do. Yeah, but you see, we, 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 tell the, we tell the Mennonites that we're like the gremlins, you know? You don't, you don't get us wet. You don't feed us after midnight because we just might turn more rabid then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scare them. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't take much. You know what will happen if you get an atheist wet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think even even though we are like a hevel, heavily um, concentrated area of like religion people are still pretty decent like Kirsten and I can like go walk in the mall and like hold hands and we don't we're not like being attacked oh yeah thankfully Just, I mean, you definitely get like side looks oh there's some there's some really great looks uh, for, yeah. for your for your American <laughs> listeners uh, yeah we have to specify here the Canadian Bible Belt is nowhere near the American the Americans <laughs> nowhere near oh. Saskatchewan conservatism is a little bit more like down in the states than oh, that sucks. some places. Yeah, well, that's because they we're, have nothing to do. We're definitely Alabama A. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> Alabama light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, you know, I always have a feeling that because uh, the, the population of the planet is uh, so religious, I think Earth is like the Alabama of the universe. <laughs> I think, I think so aliens cold. don't even want to stop here for that, right? It's like, don't even stop there, Zorg. Not even for fuel. These people are Drive just obsessed. <laughs> No, obsessed with anal probing for no, some reason. No, it's not over that one guy. Come on. Yeah. Stop only for rectal probing. That is all. Yeah, they're obsessed with it for, on this plan. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, you know? As soon as they see it, they just drop their pants. It's like, it's, I don't know. Maybe that's how they, they say hello on Earth. I don't know. Instead of hands up, pants down? Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> you guys are regretting us having this by now, aren't you? <laughs> so what's what's the uh, religious reach in your government like there? Religious reach in the government. Well, uh, do you have a lot of uh, prayer in your legislative buildings and whatnot? um not so much right now because right now we have an NDP government and green mm-hmm. and, and uh, with a coalition with the greens. Uh, before right. before that we had a, a liberal uh, although they call themselves liberals are actually conservatives. Um, they, uh, the uh, the ex-premier was much more prone to go to prayer meetings and stuff like that. Uh, but there are some groups that are working hard to uh, make sure that uh, religion doesn't encroach too much. For example, I found out not too long ago that uh, creationism is not allowed to be taught in our schools here in BC, which is great. And that's been happening since 96. So, the, so, so, so we, there is progress. However, Abbotsford being just on the U.S. border, we're really close. I mean, I can just drive two miles down there if we take a right, and we'll be at the U.S. border. Um, we are seeing a bit of an influx coming from the south. A couple of years ago, Nancy and I noticed that there were uh, some uh, creationist booth, for example, at the Agri-Fair and stuff like that. So we're, we're seeing it's, it's trying to seep in. It's trying to sneak in, right? Yeah, we have a Do you have concern. like uh, the pro-lifers and stuff oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. on university campuses and whatnot? Uh, maybe not on university campuses, but I know there's a church that every October they'll do a, a protest on the side of the road. You can, well, we have a we okay. have a re- we have a religious college at the town just to the west of us called Langley, yes, which is Trinity Western, mm-hmm. which is a oh, very yeah. conservative. Ah. And they're the, if you've heard about them, they're the the uh, university that wants and did start a law school, mm-hmm. but they've been in litigation ever since to see whether or not um, they're <laughs> actually a law school or whether yeah, they're they had a religious behavior pledge thing going on. Yeah, right. Well, the, well, the, 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 yeah, the you have to like be a you have to have cha- per- chastity. Yeah, chastity pledge. yeah. A, I don't a, think it was required chastity, but you couldn't have like ex-marital relations. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah so, you, you have to be married to have relations. So you, even if you're dating, so, you're not allowed. Yeah, well, the you Catholics, could get married well, if you were gay, the, but you couldn't have relate. No, you couldn't even get married or, or have. No, if you were married, if you were married, yeah, that was fine. But if you're yeah. a single person, no, you're not having you're not no, having no. date night or sex night or anything. Like no, that. and it, if you're LGBT, forget that. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah. I do, I do know that the, I don't know about all all Christian religion, but the Catholics believe that you are being chased if you have sex within marriage. Okay, yeah, sure. Oh, that is okay. definition of chastity. Oh, really? Yeah. Catholics have sex? Really? <laughs> have you seen how many kids they have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have some of them have a lot of kids, so I got to assume. <laughs> I thought that was just the Irish thing. <laughs> I, I, Tr- Trinity Western has a. Um, I, I, I don't know what you call it. You have an affirmation yeah, that the, everyone has to sign, including they, they the, call it uh, the, the faculty. And you actually yeah, have to sign of. that you believe in hell. And if you don't believe in hell, they can kick you off campus and uh, out of the faculty. Yes. It's it's pretty conservative. Which, of course, as you guys will, I'm sure you'll agree, which what bothers us a lot about the Trinity Western is this is like 
uh, the making of uh, Pat Robertson University North Edition, essentially, right? This right. Is, it's exactly how these universities started down there. And these people have a plan. And it's one of the things I lament about atheism. We have a tendency to rest on our laurels too much because we have a tendency to say, well, we have the truth on our side. Maybe so. But in the political <laughs> arena, truth doesn't matter. The Christians are always on the attack. They're always on the attack, and they don't take no for an answer until they get what they want. Well, for a lot of people, a comforting lie is better than a hard truth. Yeah, but we are still the only line of defense, really. Yeah. So, anyway. Can we go back to the thing about, like, how if you don't believe in hell, you get kicked out of the college? Because (laughs) what you believe sort of not... You don't choose what you believe, right? You... You, you believe whatever it is that the evidence yeah, you or your that. feelings whatever or whatever of. it is that, yeah, whatever it is that convinces you of something. Like, I couldn't make myself believe in God. Yeah, I but like, you, I just you, and I, you and I know that, but you talk about a population that believes you can choose to be gay. So in their mind, it doesn't matter. You, the, as far as the Christians are concerned, yes, you can choose to believe it. Yeah, that's true. They believe in the whole free will external of your brain exactly, type thing. Exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> And the whole take, you know, taking Jesus in your heart kind of thing too. This, this is where you get all these wonderful lines, like, "Oh, you don't go to, you're not sent to hell. You send yourself to hell because you choose to go to hell." And all that right. stupidity they come up with, it's because these people don't view uh, belief the same way we do. We understand belief. We've studied it. We understand how how it's, you know, it's not something you could just choose. Uh, but to, to the to the religious mind, it's not something they've accepted yet. Hmm. Actually, we had a, I think it was in 2015, um, we spot, I say we, we have a, a, a humanist atheist group that used to meet every Sunday, and they were about, oh, at, at, at the peak of the group, I guess there were about 20, 25 of us, and we got um, a little brash and decided we'd put on a couple of uh, events that were uh, draws for, for the uh, humanist group. Um, in Vancouver as well as ours and open to the public and one of the events that we put on was a debate between Richard Carrier and one of hmm. the faculty actually at Trinity Western, his name was Michael Horner right. and we had it at the university here which was very open to having the event we packed the house uh, no blows were were, <laughs> were started either way and it, really, it started a dialogue I think between the two communities that lasted about 15 minutes but at least <laughs> at, at least they were, at least everybody came together and we had a question and answer period and we really felt at that time that the community realized that we were here and maybe we weren't intellectually harmless but at least we had a we had a presence and I think we gained a little bit of respect it was a really good we also had Peter Bogosian here and um, Eugenie Scott and, and, and Eugenie Eugene Scott. Scott yeah well, let so, me tell you something about Richard Carrier. He's a great guy. And uh, you know, that guy can pack his whiskey. He is good. He is good. (laughs) So so it's a tiny town. It's about 150, 160,000. Yeah, 150,000, yeah. But we've had some... Pretty significant, nice events that we're proud of. So that's a good. Did thing. you just call it a tiny town? Yeah, they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I hear you. I'm from. I, this is by far the smallest city I've ever lived in. But, it, but most people out here like are from an actual small town, like from a town yeah, of like 500 right. people. I, 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 have you a, from? I have a brother. I grew up in a in a hamlet. Of how many? <laughs> Eighty. Yeah. Oh, so, oh my god. Like. Everyone to them, Regina, which is two hundred thousand people, is the big city. Hey guys, guys, let me, let me, let me, let me don't, don't be ashamed of that. Size doesn't matter. 
Size doesn't matter, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the size of your town or the size of your microphone doesn't matter. Trust yeah. me. That's right. That's well, I guess we have a small thing. town mentality. Actually, that's not true. The mic size does matter. <laughs> the mic size does matter. Some guys <laughs> so does Peter's size. No, I mean, <laughs> one day disagrees. It's it does when you're trying to target it for radiation therapy. <laughs> We're not talking about that. Dave, did you say No, no, the the microphone diaphragm. Diaphragm? The size of the diaphragm matters. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It actually does. It offers a lot of protection. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, the comments of Left of the Valley and Brainstorm Podcast are not necessarily those of... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we we say it at the end. The Brainstorm will try not to get any on you. There may be some splashback. <laughs> be some splashback. Oh my god! And I thought this was going to be a classy affair tonight. Whoa, dude, we never do classy. No, I know, but I was hoping. I'm sorry, we do, classy. We do, we do classy. Just sometimes it's third class. There we go. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh, sorry, guys. We were saying. <laughs> I forgot where we were. <laughs> we're talking about deconversion. We we're talking about the city of Abbotsford yeah. and we're talking about no, the tiny Western. town of Abbotsford. Tiny town of Abbotsford. That's right. To be fair, living next to Vancouver, there. I have family that live there. I, that's the least surprising thing. What <laughs> now? You had family that live there. In Abbotsford. My condolences. I like Abbotsford. <laughs> they probably know them. It's a tiny town. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Bob? <laughs> oh, yeah. She's talking about Bob. You know Bob? <laughs> I've, I've heard more than one story where that has happened, where someone from Canada has been traveling internationally <laughs> and sits beside somebody on a plane and they have a common friend. Yep, I, I, I know people know that that has Canada. happened to. He moved to Germany. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw his post. He's he's a Canadian in a Canada van. <laughs> sure it wasn't Bob McKenzie? Everybody knows him. Uh, no. no, that's the it other was Doug. Bob. We Bob all know Canada. that Bob. It was Doug, Doug <laughs> yeah. McKenzie. Oh, God. I'm sure yeah. I've seen a stand-up comedian do that bit where it's like, yeah, they always say if you're from Canada, then do you know Tim from Toronto? Yeah, Tim, he's an asshole. Tim Hortons, yeah. <laughs> but he makes good coffee. Yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Blasphemy. <laughs> nope, there's the line. <laughs> you s- <laughs> we were talking last so week. Though. Say twenty-seven roll-ups. Before you kneel before the cup again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question for, for you guys. I was wondering if you guys have seen in your circle of influence anybody who's who's frustrated by the federal government's new um, regulations about government funding to different uh, nonprofit organizations. There's been a lot of blowback from christian organizations who aren't getting funding now from the government because they have to um they have to say that they uh, believe in same-sex marriage the and, charter of rights yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's what right. they have to say but the so, same-sex thing is in the charter have you guys have you guys noticed anything to that to that end on you in your I, I haven't because the the religious people that like my family members aren't very political politically engaged unless okay. it's like through Alex Jones <laughs> 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 and he doesn't really care about Canada 
Now, but, um, yeah, so I, I honestly haven't no, seen when, much when you come to, do to it. When you come to BC, federal politics really takes a backseat. Really, it really goes far. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of people in BC have a tendency to feel isolated because of that. Because, of course, most of the population of the country is in Quebec and Ontario. And, of course, most of the attention is spent there as well. Yeah. So BC has a tendency to feel a bit left, like that... that Last child that's being ignored. BC has has. So we throw symptom. a lot of temper tantrums. No, <laughs> the funny thing is we yeah. don't do it right. If we actually did it right, we could actually get some stuff in BC. Yeah, but you actually have MPs. We yeah. have one. Yeah. Seriously? No, we have more than one MP. We have one in the ruling party, I should say. Oh, oh yeah, okay. we have one in the. Liberal party <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because yeah, no. <laughs> everybody else voted conservative. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. Oh, that sucks. No, no, no. We got an NDP MP here. Ah, no. NDP riding right now. My, my friend Aaron Weir. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. Are you really friends with him? Yeah, we're, we were good friends with his parents. Actually. You know, as a as a Quebecer, uh, I get a lot of people that uh, right here in BC will tell me, "Oh, Quebec always gets whatever it wants." You know, why is it always you know they they always get their stuff? And I say, "Well, yeah, exactly. That's how politics works." You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Take, for example, Quebec and BC. Quebec will whine, BC will whine. Quebec will do something about it. And BC has a tendency to say, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Right? I, I mean, remember, was it, uh, what year was it when the uh, the whole province of Quebec went NDP orange? You know? Uh, 2013, 2012. The year doesn't matter. But if any province <laughs> did something like that, if any province stood up as one and just went one different color, don't you think that Ottawa would notice? Yeah, they yeah, would. They sure. would. And the re- the reason it's not Although happening things, is people things might change for BC when when they would legalize weed. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> things might change a little bit. There. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's really interesting with the different government that's just come in because it is a way more left leaning with the Green and NDP. Mm-hmm, it's it's really interesting to see the different things they've been doing, where. Bef- with the liberals, when they were in power, it wasn't even like a- an option or an yeah. idea. Well, what, what what troubles me though is you you still seeing the same kind of um, polarization you see down south in the states. It's totally. happening yeah. up here, right? I mean, you, you have some people that, for example, they'll say, "Oh, uh, the NDP in BC, we don't like him," and then when you ask him why, they can't really give you an answer. You know, they just hate him because they, they're supposed to. It, he's part of the others. Yeah, exactly. He he wants he wants his he wants his liberals back in, or his or hers, and that's the way they do mm-hmm. it. And even when you, yeah, I think it, there's a, there's a very link that you can actually make between religion and politics, because when you actually sit down with somebody, you say, for example, they're conservatives. You you start asking about their history, and you realize, well, mom and dad voted conservative, and grandpa voted conservative, and I vote conservative. And then when you start asking deeper questions about the policy, you realize you're not conservative at all. You would actually more align with another party. You just vote conservative because you've always done that. The same way we do with religion. You believe in Jesus. Why? Not because you ever gave it any thought. It's because you were raising it and you so you accept it as a fact of life. So you're gonna start the Bloc Québécois in BC? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> No, I don't think so. The, the, uh, the, That's because Bloc Colombie Britannique doesn't really like roll off the tongue the same <laughs> way. There is there is a faction. There is a, there is a bit of a movement here in BC that would love to see separation. No, from the rest of the that country. is so, no, that's such a bad idea. I know it is a bad Lock idea, but CB. Oh, a bad idea. Lock CB. Yeah, um, as as a Quebecer who was there during the whole uh, last vote for separation in, uh, in sovereignty in Quebec. 
um, if my generation, Generation X, doesn't vote for sovereignty, it will never happen. Um, because uh, it's a movement that appeals to the very old and uh, that have been there forever and the very young that are very rebellious. Anybody that's in between that has seen outside of the Quebec and has seen that, you know, people are not out there to kill you, uh, you realize, no, there's no difference really. You know, just was that actually an attitude in Quebec at one point? Uh, you see that? Like an, as kind of like a strain of isolationism to it? Almost. Um, yeah. When I when I first announced that I was moving to Vancouver, some people were coming to warn me. Say, hey, look, look, my my buddy Bob went to Vancouver <laughs> and he was wearing his flirty <laughs> same Bob. He was same Bob, right? He was wearing his flirty knee on his T-shirt and he was stabbed. And you get you, you hear all these stupid anecdotes, right? And when I was <laughs> when I'm here in BC and uh, and I hear stories of people, hey, you ever visited Quebec? Oh no, I can't go there because my buddy Bob went over there and he was speaking English and he got stabbed. <laughs> It's, it's Bob's just not lucky. Bob, yeah, Bob goes around. You have no idea how Bob goes around. He obviously smashed a few mirrors in his youth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's yeah. it's it really is just that. It's anecdotal uh, and crappy, crappy evidence. But people mm. just attach themselves to these stories. What part of Quebec are you from? Quebec City. Oh. Yeah, so that's why uh, Abbotsford is small for him. Quebec <laughs> City's not that big. It's only about five hundred thousand. Only. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we <laughs> between your two cities, you have our province. <laughs> well, most of it, just about. So, yeah. Well, we got a million people here. We don't even have an IKEA Still. here. Like, oh my god! And I don't know. And I was like, so you mean? You don't have Costco. They don't have an IKEA. That means all the furniture. Okay, that's good. They you don't have, have an Ikea. Does Saskatoon have two? I think Saskatoon has two. <laughs> Fuck Saskatoon. <laughs> they, they have an Ikea, which, we, which means... Uh, no, they, they don't. Have, don't. You don't no, have an Ikea, don't. which no. means but all they, the furniture no. streets. We just got an H&M. <laughs> H&M? Did that go out of business years ago? I don't give a fuck no. about H&M. So cheap. Oh, you, can, you can pull that and that's your bumper. That's my bumper. Except check it, change it. Dave will change it so you say I don't give a fuck about S and M. I'm sure I could find an S somewhere. Yeah, do it. Do it. I could just say it. I mean, yeah. just, just come in here one day and record your own damn bumper. <laughs> that's okay. I'm recording everything on my end too. So. Perfect, perfect. perfect. <laughs> so what do you feel is the most distinct thing about being the being left at the valley? Sorry, say that again? What do you think is the most distinct? Like what would you consider a defining feature? Like I said, we're an interview based show. The fact the fact that okay. the fact that we're here and with the fact that, you know, um, we're from different walks of life and uh, different avenues. And uh, often, you know, I'll, I'll have a guess and I'll have a couple of questions prepared, but you never know where an interview is going to go. So I might ask questions, but then Kirsten will pipe up with a question that I never would have thought of. Because, you know, uh, and that's how I used to encourage people to come on the show. Uh, people would say, oh, I don't know what to say. I wouldn't know what to say on the, uh, if you put a, a microphone in front of me. It doesn't matter. You will say something that somebody in the audience would have thought of that maybe I would never think of. That's how I ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I dragged you along. Dragged you on the street. You, you did. You broke into the RV. It's like, I have things exactly. to say. <laughs> Everybody's got a different point of view. No I bring what... donuts, though. No, I, 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 I bring I, I, donuts? donuts are the best. I, I think what's Corey, why don't we have donuts? I think I'm not bringing donuts. I've brought donuts a few times. Somebody ate them. I, I ate them. What's, this, what's your Dave ate them? That's true. 
What's Thanks distinctive about You're us right. is exactly the same thing that's distinctive with you. If if our We're just show, if oh our, my well, god! If our, <laughs> if our show had exactly the same format with a different cast of characters, it'd be a totally different show. And the same with you. If you had all of the content, but you had a group of different people, it would be totally different the, and not as interesting and not as yeah. fun. And the chemistry would be, be different. It, it it might be entertaining, but it wouldn't be distinctive the way it, and unique the way it is yeah, with exactly. us. And I think that's what, that's what drives us, is being able to know that when we come in we have no idea what's going to happen except for the interview and sometimes we surprise ourselves that we're so bad and sometimes we surprise ourselves because we're so outstanding and we're someplace in between and that's what makes us distinct and this was a perfect example because just before the show I was, we were talking about this this kind of stuff and I was saying the great thing about Nancy is that when I give a crappy answer she takes over the show and gives a very good answer that was a very good example right there Right there. I gave a crappy answer, and she just jumped oh. in and just, bam, analyzed everything. It, it happens all the time. Exactly. Nah. She's the, bat- she the Batman to your Robin? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm actually more of a joker in this thing. <laughs> I just know how to play press record on this podcast, and that's that's my function. You know, and, I you, don't always, I, and you don't always tell us when you do press tell record. That, uh, the, the reason that I make the most mistakes is because I'm the one who has to talk the most. So. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> yes, it is. But don't don't you guys don't you guys feel that it's the chemistry between all of you that makes you so distinctive? Um. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Well, um, I was I was thinking if we took everyone and replaced it, our show might be good. <laughs> <laughs> the chemistry would be different, but it might be good. Or you wouldn't be listening; you'd just be watching those listener numbers and just like. <laughs> Cursing to himself. Would these, is going would these new hosts like actually read their articles before the podcast? <laughs> yeah, they would help. Really? <laughs> Weird. Just fired. Just fired. <laughs> I totally deserve that. Can we have a Nancy on our show, Corey? Is there, can you send an application for one somewhere? I'm, I'm sure. I there, can, there is I only can look one Nancy. One. Yeah, there's only one Nancy. <laughs> she, she has murdered off all the other wandering Jews. <laughs> I just outlasted everybody. <laughs> a knockoff Nancy? <laughs> I, think she has, I think she has a very aggressive copyright no, on that. It's we'll like Nancy with no an eye. <laughs> Where's this energy going? Compliments, Nancy. Great value, Nancy. <laughs> I, I feel like this is every time when you steer us back from a tangent. This is what would happen if you didn't steer us back, Kevin. I think you're right. I think you're right. She's just start her own band, Nancy and the Jews. Yeah. That'd be a great band. Actually, it would be a really good band. I'd go to that gig. I've been everywhere, man. They have their show far. That sort of every song. There, there was a sort of a Western band in Texas, and I forget it was somebody in the Jew Boys, but I forget who the lead was. And the Jew Boys, <laughs> I can really? take it over now. I'm oh, wow. Nancy okay. and the Jew Boys. Nancy and the Jew Boys. And that's what we're going to title this episode. <laughs> 
Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> we can't pull back from that. We're, we're either gonna get sued or the most listeners you ever. I think. I think. <laughs> I think. I'm thinking it's from some. I think everybody. Right everybody that was yeah, listening so. to the show right now just hung up. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! You guys are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We needed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that uh, what makes us distinct is, like you say, the chemistry with everybody. But it changes because we always we have people who can't make it all the time, exactly. and we have like three or four other members who sometimes substitute in. So it's yeah, a it's a different are, dynamic. He has a good sized crew. I'm, I'm I'm quite envious. It's uh, was it difficult for you? Was he it difficult for you guys? No, no, no. <laughs> are we not good enough for you, Kevin? <laughs> Do you not appreciate my Harry Potter jokes? Uh, the comments of Kevin are not Bring the RV to Regina just, one yeah, night. Yeah, drive the RV this way. Yeah, I'm just I imagine like if the crew that you have was unreliable and kind of flaky. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to have like at least eight to have a critical mass of a show. Yeah. Ever. Okay, good. So it sounds exactly like our show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a 35 to 40% attendance rate and need all of you people. <laughs> oh, I get that kind of stuff. 15 minutes before the show starts oh we can't make it what no <laughs> you seen some of Corey's emails <laughs> Corey sends emails yeah, yeah well he keeps sending me his dick pics I really wish he'd stop that <laughs> this is about you Lionel Leo Leo <laughs> you're gonna make fun of him at least get his name right eh. Oh, no. <laughs> if you're going to make fun of somebody, make fun of Gumby. Yeah. Who the hell is that guy? Yeah. Right, right now, now, Gumby's King po- Flake. Possibly per- dead. <laughs> yeah, Gumby's always been King Flake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his name isn't actually Gumby, but I was having a hard time figuring that out early on. <laughs> He's just really tall. Yeah. And he used to be really skinny. And he used what? to be skinny, so yeah. that's why he got his nickname. Yeah. No. Does he have a horse yeah. called Pokey? And no, he did not have a He may call his car Pokey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He would never call his car anything derogatory because he sells them. <laughs> and has totally drunk the Mazda Kool-Aid. Like, let's be come on. Yeah, that's right. Anyways. Sorry. So what we are have we... guests here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, this show took a left, big time. Do we ask what, what they do when, There's when no they're not here. when you're not making millions of dollars podcasting? What what else do you do with your time? <laughs> I milk cows. <laughs> For sorry, cows. Yep, I milk cows. Wow. Do you do by you, hand? By hand? Yep. I sit down really? with my pail. No, <laughs> it's machines. <laughs> I use machinery. Uh, well, you worked at some weird organic farm. Oh God, no! <laughs> no, no, she, she she says that, but she's actually an escort. She's a female escort. So uh, milking cows, yeah. <laughs> but only for breastfeeding so, mothers. So, do you still use exactly. the term milking cows? Yes. Well, what else would you call it? What other term Attaching would you use? machinery to cows? No, no. He says what else? He says you still call it milking cows. What else would you call it? Playing with tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was utterly insane on a resume. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 not so much that you can't put it on a resume. Should. It's not that you can't put it on a resume. It's hard to justify that you've been doing it for eight years. No, well, and you yeah. want to consider experience because they keep moving. Yeah, no, cows keep moving. But it makes such good money. 
such good money. She's okay, shut up. Fine. <laughs> Escort job with the milking cows. Both. Okay. <laughs> so we have we someone who milks cows. What do the rest of you fine folks do for a living? Nothing Some as entertaining as that. Cows. I work at a hardware store. <laughs> hey, it's useful. It is very useful. <laughs> yeah. I I used to do sales for a hydraulic company, and now I just switched jobs. I'm going to be a crane Wait. operator. What company? Uh, it was a company called British Hydraulics. Okay. It was a small repair. For it was a sort repair of competitor. Shop. Sorry. <laughs> I work for a sort of competitor. Oh really? <laughs> Quick fight! Yeah. Uh, fight! High power. Fight. Oh really? Yeah, I work for the parent company. I applied. What are the odds? <laughs> small world. Yeah. Small it's world. Canada. <laughs> we called it. We called it, folks. I'm also not known as Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Nancy, well, she, she, Nancy, she's the wandering Jew, so she, yeah, well, she's done everything. She travels and kills people for contracts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to be the lead singer for the Nobody with Nancy, Nancy and the Two Boys. <laughs> So that'll, that'll take up a lot of time. You know, do you make, do you make decent listeners money? Do you have to take in between jobs? <laughs> well, between assassinations? Yeah. I didn't. In between assassinations, you make a lot of money? Oh, or? between. Oh, yeah. She, she's, she's a veteran. She can pick her own contract now. <laughs> Uh, okay. you know, if they have a huge audience, I'm sure there's going to be. He doesn't have to pick up shifts no, at Starbucks. I'm, I'm a little old lady. I can get away with anything. I'm at the <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can I can do outrageous. I can blend into the crowd. It doesn't make any difference. I'm there. <laughs> I watched that movie. She's a, she's a Nancy. I feel like she'd be played by Helen Mirren. That's yes. Her. Oh yes. Absolutely. Oh yes. <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh, absolutely. Or Betty White. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's a tough choice. That, yeah, that's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing going yeah. on there with Betty White all of a sudden. Miss Hyde. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I mostly do, I mostly do, volu- I do, mostly do volunteer work with the homeless, and um, I, I support um, Dying with Dignity, which is mm-hmm. one of the groups here that cool. um, does a lot of, lot of good work. So I, I keep busy. <laughs> Nancy tried to uh, open up the uh, first Canadian uh, Dignity Village right here in Abbotsford. There's a model of a village in Portland where the uh, homeless are brought into these tiny, tiny houses where it gives them a chance to get themselves together and get off the drugs and get themselves clean and build a resume and stuff like that. And uh, Nancy had worked very hard with a friend of ours, Jeff, to do this, uh, bring this kind of thing here for the the homeless in Abbotsford, uh, but unfortunately, uh, her efforts were met with a city that was more willing to uh, legislate by. Um well, they like developers, and they really yeah. didn't care that much about the homeless. So they yeah. didn't. They didn't believe that uh, a self-empowered village um, could be run well by people who are homeless. So we gave it. A, we gave it four years and, yeah. and tried our best, but wow. it'll yeah. happen. It's it's very unfortunate. It all started. What was it? The chicken manure incident that actually made international news. That's right. The mayor at the time wanted to get rid of the homeless camp, and he had the city dump chicken manure all over the camp in an effort to get them to disperse. And that oh, oh, was absolutely disgraceful. It made international news. And Nancy at the time was working hard behind the scene to try to get these people to uh, some safe location. And she, she did fantastic work. She actually had uh, a private donor that gave the land. And all the city had to do was basically 
route a bus line and maybe give them water. And the thing was self-sustaining. And the city still said no because they'd rather operate by philosophy, by their philosophy, conservative philosophy here in the Valley. Yeah. And, of course, I thought it was outrageous because, you know, in such a Christian holy city as Abbotsford, you would think the homeless would be taken care of. But no. But it, there is a documentary called The Chicken Manure Incident, which uh, tells you what Abbotsford was like in 2013 and 14. I'm still, and still pissed off about philosophically that. <laughs> I'm still pissed off about that because the, the guy who did the documentary at the time visited our group, our atheist group, and he was a Christian filmmaker. And no, normally when you do a, a documentary, you know, you expose a problem, you go deep into the problem, and you know, normally you try to end with a positive solution. Well, the, the guy chose at the end, instead of ending with Nancy and her group trying to build a Dignity Village to help them, he decided to end his documentary with showing the, uh, the uh, homeless people being baptized in a kiddie pool. What? And I thought, what a moron! Why, why would you do such a thing? What is that it's very do? helpful. Exactly. It's not going to help at all. And, of course, you know, because we found out he was a Christian filmmaker, so... Right. Ah, so well, he that's... already had his conclusion figured out before he finished his documentary. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it was an that's, interesting that's experience. You know, things 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 will work out the way they're the, the way they're supposed to. It just takes time time and determination and a belief that um, there's a right way that uh, that will eventually conquer all of yeah. the apathy that it'll work out but it, it pisses me off because this is such a problem that we shouldn't have as a society in general at all uh, I was talking yeah. I was talking to a friend the other day he said you know you do realize for example you just take the United States these churches in the United States make 80 billion dollars a year is it's estimated right now the UN came out and said it would take cost between 30 and 50 billion dollars a year to solve hunger worldwide now, the U.S., just the U.S. churches, which is 5% of the world population, could solve that problem by themselves. So if you still have poverty today in the world, it's not because we can't solve it. It's because we don't want to. And I don't care yeah. how, much, yeah. how much Christian charity you think you do. It's bullshit. All you're trying to do is you're trying to say, okay, I'll give you a sandwich, but listen to this sermon first. Well, and that's, yes. that's a reason why, like, I know people who are like, oh, there shouldn't be, like, support systems for impoverished people because, oh, charities will take care of it. It's like, no, no, they won't. No, exactly. <laughs> charities don't. They don't. Anyway. Yeah. Don't get me going there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a rabbit hole we could go down yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's right. This show's We're actually so coming up on the hour, so I think what we'll do is get you to plug your stuff. And then let you go. Oh, is it on plug? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, our show is Left of the Valley. If you want to hear more about our quacky little adventures, uh, you can find us at leftofvalley.com. You can find us on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, at LETV Podcast. You can send us an email at left at valley at outlook.com. You can send your complaints to Nancy on the third floor. <laughs> I don't know. Is that safe? <laughs> well, depends if he, she throws you off the third floor, right? You don't want, you don't want the assassin having your address. <laughs> I told you, I I'll blend, in, I blend in any place. Absolutely. <laughs> and, Look, uh, she's behind you. <laughs> and of course, we usually bro we broadcast on Block Talk Radio, but you can also find us on Spreaker, on Stitcher on iTunes, on YouTube, and all these Pod things, catchers. podcast things. Yeah, exactly. Android, whatever they call. Yeah. Do you do the Twitter? Yeah, I, yeah, we do. We do the Twitter a bit, a little bit. 
Not very we're, not, we're not very technologically <laughs> advanced. <laughs> you were supposed to kill that Twitter account. I know, but I'm not. Okay. I will. Yep. <laughs> no defense there, hey? Nope. No defense there. As long uh, as you use protection. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or just not have to worry about pregnancy because you don't uh, hang out with dudes. Yeah. <laughs> no dick, no problem. That is a good point. <laughs> eh, I, I feel attacked here. Because <laughs> I'm the only male in the room. Oh. When you're a woman, you know, men and their semen is just annoying. <laughs> Sorry. I don't blame you. Actually. And we're back there. We just came all the way back around to where we started the show with blowjobs and semen. All right. We never did get around to sex semen with furniture, annoying. though, and that's the a disappointment. <laughs> no, that is not the message of the show. Is you could say we've come full circle. <laughs> Yeah. That was good. <laughs> if you turn left the whole time, you come first. There we go. Right? That's a new logo. Right there. You make a mess of that one intersection, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you gotta give it to Chris. All right. She doesn't say much, but when she says something, goddamn. We've yeah, we've reached the climax of the episode. <laughs> I need a cigarette now. Have we though? Uh, Into the afterglow. Something really sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch the lady. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are interested, uh, sleep. Not- <laughs> well, if you guys are interested, last week we had Shelly Siegel on our show, and this week we'll have Jessica Schaub, which is actually she used to be Crystal Child. So that should be interesting. Whoa. They're not listening. They're Sweet. Like We're cool. <laughs> Cute. Be nice to them. <laughs> I'm always nice. Thank yeah. you so much for having us on the show, guys. We appreciate that. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Oh, it's yeah. been a lot We should of do fun. this again. Oh, this, this is fun. so much fun. Yeah, we should do this yeah, again. We should. <laughs> as soon as we find a place to park our trailer there, maybe, we'll... Maybe we'll... <laughs> something. Oh, you're breaking yeah. up. You're breaking up. Yeah, um, you guys in? We'll need a big studio. Yeah, we'll need a big studio. Dave, you have to move. <laughs> we need another rec table. I have, I have, I have enough microphones, I think. So, there you go. Perfect. Hey. All right, thanks again, and uh, have a good one. You Thank you, guys. Yeah, have a good you. one. Take care. Oh, God. That was so fun. <laughs> now, I'm going to stop the recording on our end, because I've been recording this all along. <laughs> And there was our hour of mayhem with the crew from the Brainstorm podcast. <laughs> we had a blast with these guys, so I certainly would like to thank them. Uh, we should totally do that again. I sure look forward to doing this again with them in the future. Well, thank you so much for joining us for that special bonus show, guys. I hope you <laughs> enjoyed maybe a quick look behind the scene of what goes on when you're actually doing podcasting. <laughs> Follow us at leftatvalley.com. You can send us an email at leftatvalley@outlook.com. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter at LETV Podcast. Um, join us next time because this weekend, the same weekend we're airing this show, we're also doing a show with Jessica Schaub and we'll be doing a show. She used to be Crystal Child, so that will be a very, very interesting interview. And we'll also be appearing on the our friend the Right to Reason podcast with Robert Stanley. And you know, with since we saw, had so much fun with. Uh, Corey and Brainstorm there uh, I just might record that show with Robert as well so <laughs> we'll let you guys know thank you so much guys until next time it's
something missing in your brain. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith in unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist, atheist, atheist. Intelligent people can reach the conclusion that all non-believers are evil. What a fucked up statement. Do you realize what you're saying? But according to your book, this is how your God made me. Skeptical of anything that contradicts history, denies evolution, hates science, promotes mystery. I'd rather see the truth than to bask in my own ignorance. Rather be alone than surrounded by damn idiots. As long as there's a breath in my body, you can bet your last dollar. Only true on a regional scale Science is universal For you to say that Horus isn't real But Jesus is Or Zeus, Thor, Mithra, Vishnu You don't believe in them I think the reason is apparent You do what you're told And believe in the God assigned by your parents I'm proud to be an atheist A skeptic, a non-believer An infidel, a heathen I call it how I see it I say it's ignorance And you just call it faith And unsubstantiated claims that's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist. Atheist, atheist. Let me take a sec, don't mean to sound so hateful But I swear to God, pun intended, I find it disgraceful That thousands of children are raped by priests And since they're holy men of God, they get away scot-free And the Pope does his very best to keep it on the hush Don't wanna affect business, he loves money too much We know that they love the kids, but how the fuck can we protect them While they planning to molest them, we teaching them to respect them Respect them the system is broke down, working backwards, and the only action or tactic I plan to practice now is to attack them. The parties of God's hands are bloodstained, millions of murders by believers, and they're all in God's name. And let me take a sec, don't mean to sound so hateful, but I swear to God, pun intended, I find it disgraceful. That many atheists are told to be quiet, you're not alone, speak your mind, time to let it be known. A non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith And unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed I'm an atheist, atheist, atheist Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.